Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast here at our greenindustrypodcast.com studios. We have Felipe and your wife, Hannah. Hannah, yep. Nice to meet you guys. And and your son's with the grandparents, the abuelos? Yep. His name is uh, Samuel. Okay. I thought you were going to bring him. I was going to have to hang out with him. Oh, uh, that would have been nice. We should have brought nap him. Time next, right uh, he's napping, but okay. next time we'll bring him. Yeah, so it's good to have you on the show today because uh, you used to work with me a little bit here and there, cut down some trees, cut some grass, throw down some fur, and then you guys got married and you started your own business. Yeah. So I want to hear the story today about what it's like to be married, to run a business, and all the rookie mistakes you learned from it as you built your fur and squirt business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stories. <laughs> Yeah. Which story would you like to start with, Felipe? How <laughs> how you guys met and fell in love? You were just telling me that story because you had another girlfriend. Yeah, we met at the, we were attending the same church, um, House of Prayer here in Lawrenceville. Um, you were both on staff in the evenings. Yeah, we were on staff. She was uh, doing accounting work. I was uh, working for a church. Um, and um, But you had another girlfriend or you were single. Uh, I had another girlfriend. I knew her when I was dating another girl. Okay. And, and I was dating another and guy. He, yeah. He, okay. she was, so, you know, we were all kind of friends at one point. But we, we were just like acquaintances. Okay. We knew each other. And then the Lord later on, just, you know, for whatever reasons, the other relationships. Didn't. How'd you ask her on a date or how did it start? Um, it started with a friendship. We were just friends. Um, and yep. It, I, at some point, I guess, like we just, we were always there in the evenings and, um, like it was just pretty empty. There were like five or six other people there every night. And so we just would always see each other in passing. And then eventually, and I worked late, so I would work in my office and like leave the door open. Cause like, there's nobody there. So if somebody walks by, I'm like, come in and talk to me. So he would kind of be there and he would just come in and talk a lot and sit on the couch. And at first it was really sad. He would talk about his ex-girlfriend a lot. <laughs> And I was like, I'm his therapist. <laughs> That's what this is becoming. <laughs> um, but eventually we actually became real friends like over the next year or so. And um, and we just kind of like ended up in a friend group that had like movie nights and we had game nights and stuff like that. And then um, we ended up going to Tallulah Falls. Did you want to share that story? Yeah, we were going to go see a play with some friends. We had like seven other friends. and then. It just happened to be that everybody bailed out that night and it was just me and her. 
You were yeah. at my house mowing my lawn, actually. My roommate's lawn and mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was going to pay you, but you were like, uh, you were like, no, you don't have to pay me. You can just give me piano lessons and we'll swap. Yeah. So I started, mo- <laughs> now we run a fertilizer weed control business, but I started cutting grass. Yeah, he was cutting So grass. I know all about that life, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here. So he was cutting our grass. I was going to go see a nativity play for, like, it was around Christmas time with a bunch of friends and he was going to come. And then, like, last minute, everybody bailed on us and then ended up just being us and I was like I don't know that's kind of weird if we just go alone but I really want to see this play I've been waiting on it for months and then he was like well let's just go then and then so we ended up going and that was kind of like our first time ever alone and we just had a lot of fun and we're like laughing the whole time and like being giddy and silly and I think that's kind of where it started that's when you started liking him yeah yeah that was for me okay what did you like her before that or do you just that night was when it kind of sparked up I think that night it sparked up. I mean, I found her as an attractive woman. Like you could tell by just looking at her, but my heart wasn't like in a position to look out for anyone else. But the Lord just naturally like. It felt like God kept setting us up on these little blind dates. And we had like three stories like that in a row where people would bail and it would just be us. And then before you know it, we we were talking and. Yeah. And it just happened organically. I think that's the best best way to start a relationship just let it flow naturally and then the lord we're, we're both believers in christ so we both just believe that he guides our footsteps the footsteps of the righteous and uh, yeah we trust him amen and so as this storyline's unfolding because you were telling me a little bit in, in real time back then that, hey i think i'm gonna start a business i think i'm gonna start my own business because yeah. your dad's uh in the town he's one of the most highly regarded arborists and tree climbers um very very good at uh you know cutting down trees so you, you yes. you've, you've been around the industry your whole life i have yeah and so you you just had that itch to do your own thing rather than working for us you know me other people um yeah you're like i'm just gonna start my own business so what was that like to to go through all that drama <laughs> we anyone who started business you know it's not easy first year so you got that going on at the same time as starting a marriage what, what was all that like um it's very busy. I think um, you just have to stay organized and know what your priorities are. And Well, and you it, had the dream to do it. Yeah, I had the dream to do it. Cause before we got married. But then once we got married, like I've had some, my past experience with work has been like business startup and bookkeeping. Yeah. And so those were things that I was like, oh, if you want to do it, like I can totally just do everything for you. I can yeah. handle the legal side and the QuickBooks side mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so, but I didn't really think he was going to do it. I was like, I don't know, like, yeah. but he did. And he, he did all the studying and took the test and passed everything. And before you know it, we had a real business. That was so. the biggest thing. Cause here in Georgia, you have to be licensed, have your ethics category 24 turf and ornamental. Mm-hmm. Basically you have to have that license to not get like in trouble with the department of agriculture. And basically I took the test you get three tries to try it in one year. Mm-hmm. I took the test. I passed the safety course. They, they have a safety and then they have the turf and ornamental. Mm-hmm. And you have to get a 70% or above to have the license here in, in Georgia. The first, I passed the safety one on my first try, but the turf and ornamental, I barely failed it two times. So I had one more try to pass oh, it man. and it was like, Oh man, like if I don't pass it, I'm gonna have a whole year. I was working for a bigger, like a uh, turf company here in Metro Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
yeah, I just had the ambition to start my own business because I, I would see the profit margins. I knew the business. I, you know, I saw how they ran their operations and I, I could see myself doing it. Um, just knowing guys that worked there previously and started their own business. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I prayed, I asked the Lord and I passed it and I was like, oh, okay, this is a, this is a sign. Let's do it. And then from there, I, I gave him my two weeks notice left and just started from there. What month and year was this? This was in January, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was It January. was like January. So yeah, um, we started- Three years ago now. We got married no. in 2018, and so it would be 2019. Yeah, so three years ago. Okay. All those Jason Creel videos helped out, huh? You were watching a little YouTube, right? I did. Jason Creel, I watched him on YouTube. He helped a lot just kind of like from a solo perspective, how to- you know, run things and, you know, all the knowledge he has with the uh, chemicals and what to use and what not to use. Yeah. Now, when you started, were you mowing, doing a little bit of sod? Because I remember you hit me up. Hey, how much I charge a pallet of sod? <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were doing it all, right? And I was then, doing and everything. Then you need, when did you realize the riches are in the niches and go furt and squirt? So, Well, you should tell him the testimony of the where you got contracted on. So he quit. He just told you that he quit the business oh, that he yeah, was working yeah. for hourly. <laughs> And he did that by faith to jump into the business. And like at that point, having we were, zero we customers had no income other than I had some piano students that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. and he just took a step of faith and decided to go for it. And within a week he got asked by the company that his dad works for, if he would, if he would contract on for, I think it was two, was it 150? It was like lawns. 150, uh, fertilization fertilizer we control. So lawns. basically they're a mowing company. But they're they're they don't have a licensed technician, oh, wow. and and they have enough to where they can hire someone at a part time mm -hmm. level. But they didn't they just didn't have the you know they were more into like sod installs, tree work, mm -hmm. you know. Basically, um, and my my dad was the tree climber for that company, and then um, the first year uh, they subbed all of their yards, so that automatically gave me like a you know, 150 customers right off the bat. Like, day yeah. One. yeah. So it was just God's provision. It at least helped us just, you know, get by the first year. Yeah. Really cool. And then you were balancing, you're doing a little mowing. You had that skag, right? I had a skag. And, I, and then you were doing sod. I was doing sod. I was doing sprays and you know, I just trying to really, yeah, I was just tr really trying to make um, income to provide, you know, for my family and just, you know, yeah. And what were you noticing running the books where you're like, this is working, this ain't working. This is, what were you thinking with the money? Oh my what goodness. was coming in and then all the expenses of what needs to go out? Oh, the expenses for sure. I don't know. I mean, it's been three years now, so it's kind of hard to remember like what in the very beginning, but it was obviously nice to have that company that contracted us on. They would give us just a big check every six weeks. And so that was really nice and kind of helped us get started. But we obviously had to take out like a loan on his truck. And then there were a few That things. orange truck? You still got that? Or was it you got a new yeah. one? I got, I bought a GMC 2012 from... Uh, a dealer and um i got a good i think we paid like twenty six thousand dollars for it at fifty six thousand miles it's great now because now trucks are super expensive yeah but, but it was a i mean it was just a little scary in the beginning because yeah we were scary more and more debt and then like we were we were thinking between ourselves okay to make this business work we need this many customers and i think his number was like 400 customers. And so yeah. I think just having that much debt starting off and then knowing how far we needed to go, it was a little scary, but it was scary. Yeah. Cause it's just like, um, 
taking on debt that was the biggest thing because um i was also in in school i was about to finish my college ggc yeah i did two years at ggc and then i actually um i enrolled and i got a i have a degree in from a seminary just a okay. christian um degree and uh, yeah the lord provided for that um but but yeah obviously you know i took a little bit of student loan debt and and basically i, I just didn't didn't want i didn't feel comfortable just taking all this debt mm-hmm. and starting a marriage because you know the they say that the number one source of divorce in the marriage is finance financial uh debates strain. and stress yeah. and strain yeah did you guys get in some good fights that first year or <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah we did yeah. Uh, the second year i think i think the, the second hardest. year was the toughest for us what year did we go to jason's event that was year two Remember we? Oh, bought, did you guys we, talk about yeah, we were we were roommates at, I think at that was, uh, Lawn Care Life. That was 2019. after our first year of starting okay. the business. So that was like, yeah. <laughs> but for us, this I think for us the hardest was after we had our first baby. Okay. So that was the hardest yeah. time of our entire marriage, and it came from the business. A lot of it came from the business. So we had our first baby in the and, spring in rush. The spring rush. Oh, <laughs> and he's cute was, though, Samuel. I wasn't due yeah. until almost a month later, but then I had some um, like emergency stuff come up, and they had to they had to go ahead and induce me. And so he was like preparing to have time off of work, but he didn't get that. So he was like right in the middle of extreme. Stress Stress, and yeah. then like we've got to go to the hospital today there's no time to wait yeah. and so it, it was really stressful and then I had some postpartum challenges I was in recovery for like five days in the hospital and having to be there with my laptop just like chucking away at our business with this newborn baby like wow. trying to figure out how to be a mom and I didn't your customers it. don't care they're just blowing you up like yeah. what his phone's ringing what's every his five lead minutes. what's his yeah. <laughs> you get that, 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 that go ahead spring rush you get you know 10 calls a day, you know, so basically more than that sometimes yeah. and they all need something. They all need like more from, than that. From Starting my off, side. Yeah. They need invoices. They need, you know, like, um, welcome letters. They need things like that. Why so, is my grass not greening up yet? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I think that just, yeah. it contributed to a lot of stress between us. And then I, I was having to go through physical therapy because of a hard labor for about two months after and um and a lot of postpartum depression and stuff and then we were just like slammed with our business because we got right before we had the baby we got about 100 new customers and so we just that was a hard time for us but we made it you're still here we're still (laughs) here here. so here's what we're gonna do (laughs) we're gonna take a moment and hear from today's show sponsors and uh, coming up, we'll hear more about uh, your guys' love story and, and business. I appreciate the authenticity here. Thanks. We'll be right back, folks. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show, as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience. And by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing. And that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. 
come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All righty, we're back with Hannah and Felipe. They have their first baby in the spring rush when adding 100 customers, a perfect storm here, and you guys are still married. So you, how'd you uh, survive all the stress and anxiety of responsibility of taking care of a human being and taking care of hundreds of customers? That's a lot of responsibility. It was insane, that's for sure. Yeah, it was, it was hard. I mean, I think it's just really having communication, having... We needed support. We needed outside support. Yeah. I think eventually... That's what we came down to because there was like a few times that we were like, I don't, we don't think we're going to make it through this. Like we're just imploding, you know, and there's like a lot of stress and a lot of not understanding each other, not like him not understanding my needs as a new mom and, or just being a new mom in general. And then me not understanding how stressed he is at work. And so we, you, you said you met Ash Bolden, Uh God kind of brought them into our lives and we met with them Mm, for like six months. We'd go to their house and talk to like 2am with our little newborn sometimes. And they just, they really like poured into us and helped us a lot to just learn communication and, and learn humility and like forgiveness and things like that, that we yeah. needed to learn through that. So, so like accountability, cause I, I know who you're talking about. Ash is a man's name. And then his yeah. wife's name is Megan. Mega. Me- what is it? Mega. Mega. Yeah. yeah. So Ash and Mega are been married longer than y'all. And, yeah. and you kind of came to them and said, help. And, and they kind of, sh- you know, walked you through this. Well, yeah, this is normal, you know, but let's do this. <laughs> let's forgive each other. I think Billy Graham said that, that yeah. uh, the the key to a great marriage is uh, two good forgivers. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm single. But <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> What's right? you on the right track? <laughs> I, I know to forgive. I know that much. But, yeah. uh, so, so, but by reaching out to that, that way you guys aren't sitting there bickering, you know, wanting to kill each other. And, 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 yeah. and, and that's going to affect your business too because yeah. now you're not on the same page now it's you're you're yeah. just blaming blame game blaming each other yeah. it would be so hard to manage the business because like we would just have so much like misunderstanding between us and then i've got to call you because this customer needs something or having an angry customer on top of that like those would be some of the hardest moments and we don't always see eye to eye on how to handle angry customers <laughs> how do you so. how do you handle the we, we call them pitas pain in the <laughs> 
English? But yeah, but it's spelled with the A. Pain in the PETA. It's, a, it's an acronym. Oh, the pain, is the T. Okay. Pain, yeah, pain in the butt. <laughs> okay. okay. PETA. I love it. Yeah. So we don't have many of those, but the times we did have them, you know, it's like it's not necessarily helpful. What do, What are their complaints? What is, um, usually weed in my yard usually poor communication I feel like if they uh, if they're like n- needing something from us and then like maybe they'll call us a few times and we'll call them a few times and we'll like oh, yeah. not just not be able to catch each other and then they're all there's been a few times that they've been like blamed towards us like you guys are just horrible communicators you never you never call me unless it's about billing or something like that and um and so <laughs> <I feel like> that's <laughs> that just... hurts yeah so how what do you how do you re- respond well we respond differently i think <laughs> what's your what's your response and what's his I'm I, you, like we've said, you're more of the Burger King, like have it your way, make it, make the customer happy, like do anything and everything you can to just make sure that they're nice and cushiony and happy. And I'm more of the, like, actually I have a call log here. I left you a voicemail on the 16th of last month and the 28th of this month, we've sent you 36 emails exactly about this or whatever. And it just, I mean, I'm more of the like, uh, like blunt, like, I'm sorry that it's come across that way, but we have been trying to reach out to you. So your business management software is what you're referring to. You have everything. Yeah. logged of, yeah, of the communication logged. yeah that, that's fantastic yeah and then i guess you're just more of the yeah you know. people pleaser kind of <laughs> for yeah for me it's like you know i don't get thank god i don't get a lot of like complaints about oh weeds or the grass is not green enough for us it's yeah it's mostly like Scheduler. i'm having trouble paying my bill or um you know just Stuff like that, really. It's nothing. How, how do you collect money? Do you have any slow payers or no payers? Or, or yeah, I do all the billing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So or how, we have. How a, do you keep the cash flow? People paying on time. So I have my own system that I kind of made up because it just got chaotic in the beginning. So I send the invoice the day of or the next day when he does the service. Okay. And then I send out a reminder invoice um, once or twice a week, just whatever okay. days I can get in there and do it. And then after they've become 30 days past due, then I send them your, your late um, or this invoice is past due. We put a late fee on it. And then if they still haven't paid like three or four days after that, then I'm, I give them a phone call. Okay. And so they get two voicemails from me. And then beyond that point, it just becomes like I'm chasing down money and having to like make a bunch of phone calls and stuff like that. So then we just, I send out an account frozen yeah. email to let them know there's no more services happening. And then we're not doing anything until you get back to us type yeah. of thing. And then we enforce credit card on file after. After three missed payments, we enforce credit card on or file. Three late payments. Yeah, after three. We're, we're changing it up, but um, that's how we did it at first. Um, so now, just, now, what's the process. reasoning for not having card on file just out of the gate? Um, we just haven't needed to. We Most people pay. Most okay. people pay on yeah. time. Most people really do. There's like... Do they mail in a check or do they... Yeah, they mail check. We, no, no, no. Maybe 5% of people mail checks. 5% mail checks. And <laughs> okay. Most people pay online. Most, yeah. Okay, yeah. most people pay online. We have a PO box that they send checks in and... We have, we have about, a client portal online. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what would you say to someone who's just starting their business? Because you, you're billing history. You, you you do this for hundreds of customers. What do you find is the best way to set it up? To set up what? Like uh, the invoicing. Do, do you regret anything or do you think you've done it well? Or what What, what do you think is the smoothest process uh, to, to get paid on time? Um, it's hard to say. I would say 
probably just whatever works for you. Cause I feel like every business has like a different mode of operations and that's what works for me as a mom with a toddler at home. And now we've got another baby on the way. I just had to set up like two days a week of babysitting. I have a babysitter two days a week and those are the days that I knock out those tasks. And so it just depends on like, if you're someone that's working in an office, you're there seven days a week and you can like be more on top of communicating with people. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I would just say, find out what works best for your business and yeah. what flows. Cause we know some guys who have net 30 net 14. We have ours that says uh do on receipt. So we expect okay. to get paid, but um, because we're not dealing with, uh, you know, most of our yards are not like over, you know, a hundred dollars. They're more on the smaller side. We, uh, what's the average application rate and you're doing seven or eight a year. I do eight applications a year. And, um, our minimum price is $35 per spray and that's, you know, anything less than 3000 square feet. So that's something that I'll be in and out in less than five minutes. Right. And, um, but, but, um, from there we just go up and we try to keep it at a minimum of $10 per thousand square feet. So okay. basically if it's a 4,000 square foot yard, I would charge $40. Um, and then you charge that eight times a year. So you're, eight times a your year. pre-emergence and your firts and, and, and post-emergence. And then you, you do the little lime, the last app or what? Yeah. Lime, which lime is, it's our biggest uh, profit probably. Yeah. Yeah. I know you guys in that lime. <laughs> I used to always fight you. Well, what in the world are you putting this lime down for, Russell? <laughs> oh, it needs a pH. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, come on. Get out of here with all that. <laughs> and, but, uh. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, I have to pay Russell Skipper. He took over oh. all my yards. And I get the pre-emergent spectacle. Yeah. I get the fertilization. Yeah, yeah. And I see him in the middle of January or December. What are you doing, Russell? Oh, I'm putting lime. Yeah. It really needs it. <laughs> oh, yeah. PH Mountain might give me his whole thing. I was like, you're just trying to make extra money, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make money somehow because they're the, I know the, the chemicals we use, we use the best, you know, we use the spectacle. Yes. The spectacle's good. And here, because I used to get the, what's it called in the spring? Poa, how do you say it? Poa annual? Yeah. Poa annual bluegrass. Poa annual bluegrass. Yeah. But the grass is dormant and then that stuff starts coming up. So it looks horrible. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. Well, I could, I could get rid of it, but I couldn't figure out how to stop it from germinating. Mm-hmm. This is when I was a rookie. It would happen every single year. And then finally, Russell's like, I got you. I got you. You just got to put spectacle down in September. And I was like, all right, we'll see, hot shot. And then he put it down. And then the next spring comes along. No yep. weeds. I was like, this stuff works, man. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still skeptical on Lyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, if you can sell it to your customer and you think it, it's good, it, I think that eight app makes a nice full year because you, you, you there's no really gap that everything's no. steady so i have work um yeah year round i mean if i wanted that bad i could work christmas eve christmas new year's and well, you notice that the people that go all throughout the year are the ones that have the nicest lawns in the springtime and the people that are like oh, yeah. don't, we don't need the winter treatments and they cancel then they're like urgently needing us to come in the spring because their lawn looks crazy in a matter of days yeah you know? so i think there is something to the winter treatments and we and every time a customer say leaves and then they for say they cancel the winter months because mm-hmm. we do, we don't have contracts we either enforce them to pay for the whole year up front or uh, card on file and we go up significantly on their on their price 
It's so, a new policy. Yeah. So that's something that's worked for us. But overall, I mean, we're very, I think we're happy with the way our system works because most people are responsible, you know, with their bills. And then the ones that are just, you know, that you have to chase down, we just like, they're not worth my time. <laughs> like as far as headache, because, you know, I'm here to provide a good service. And if we're not getting, you know, the Bible says a, a, a worker is worthy of his wages. So obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it says something, the people that mow the fields that don't get paid, that yeah. their cries are heard by the Lord. Yeah. Wow. I think it's an Ecclesiastes. I was just listening to that the other day, that the cries of the mowers, the cries of the workers in the field who mowed the lawns, they didn't get paid. <laughs> Wait, is that, that really in there? I, I'm a hundred percent serious. The word mowed? Did they have mowers back then? <laughs> they use a machete. They, they, oh, they, yeah. they didn't have um, engines, but they would cut the grass and the, <laughs> Interesting. the fields, you know, they just didn't let it grow up as skyscrapers. They cut it. They still do that in Africa. They, they use, uh, where there's not engines, they just take like a sharp machete and just cut the grass with their hand. Yeah. Interesting. I think I've seen that. Yeah. That's unique. Yeah. So here's, here's what we got to do guys. I'd like to, um, I have more questions for you guys about marketing, about what actual products you use, granular, um, versus liquid and how you get that set up and things of that nature. So, um, can I bring you back on, uh, another episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So coming up tomorrow, guys, we'll have more, um, with Felipe and Hannah. And, uh, in the meantime, what's your guys's Instagram or social media or whatever, if people want to connect with you, um, you, did you ever start that YouTube channel? I have not yet. I remember you were telling me that a few years ago. <laughs> I know we just, I don't think we have any like business social media. We, yet. we have a Facebook page. It's oh, got yeah, about a thousand subscribe likes. So it's, that's doing well for us. It's got us some business, but, um, it's Omega lawn care. That's the name of our business. Um, and, and what's your social at Felipe? Felipe yeah. Felipe, um, dot Saldana 14 at, I think it's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to say mine. That's all right. <laughs> you have a bunch of lawn guys blowing you up and Felipe yeah, have to bust it. <laughs> He's buff and tough, guys. Get you. <laughs> Stop DMing my wife. What's wrong with you? <laughs> all right. We'll end it right there. <laughs> More with Felipe and Hannah coming up tomorrow. And in the meantime, if you guys want to work on getting new customers, keeping new customers here in 2 2 continually expanding your profitability. My buddy, Dr. Frank Holloman from Georgia Tech and myself have put together uh, the summary of what those proven methods are that have been developed by experts for years of how we can accelerate our business, really fast track it to, to dominate our marketing efforts. So if you're looking to take your business to the next level, I want to invite you to be a part of our Green Industry Marketing Essentials e-training. It's nine modules uh, with Dr. Frank and myself. I'm telling you guys, it will blow your mind. I was sitting there as Dr. Frank was just sharing all the thorough research he's done on marketing over the years. And I was getting all these ideas and just really uh, fine-tuning my marketing plans because there's proven methods that work that really give us ROI. There's other wasted space, so to speak, in the marketing world. And so anyway, if you want to sharpen your skills and expertise about marketing, head on over to greenindustrypodcast.com and uh, check out the Marketing Essentials e-training. It will add a ton of value to your business and uh, really help you 
uh, get and keep new customers as we are here in the new year. Again, that's Green Industry Marketing Essentials, and you can get that exclusively at greenindustrypodcast.com. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.